Dream Warriors, thank you for joining me. We're ready. It's day 26, and we're talking Cat People, directed by Paul Schaefer. I am so excited to talk about this movie because you know why? It's forgotten and it's redemptive. So, you already hear that music. Those creepy sounds are rolling in. Let's just get through this intro because it's a formality and get to the episode. Let's rock and roll. I'm gonna have to uh, put on my, uh, my my earphones for this because I do like to hear myself. Dream Warriors, thank you so much. Oh man, what a journey has the, has all all of this been. Um, I've really had to bust my butt to uh, catch up on you know everything we were doing with the 31 Days of Dread. You know, I I fell I fell behind actually two two and a half days. To, um, yeah, and you're like, where, where's that point five coming from? Well, when I went to RetroCon, it flowed right for me not posting and recording on Sunday. That went right into Monday because Monday actually turned out to be like a busy day. I had a little date with a lady friend. Um, uh, you know, I'm weak. So I kind of tried to do both. Didn't do both because I think I crashed at her place. So Monday was gone, and then I had to wait uh, one half of a day to even post on on t- on that following Tuesday, and that escalated all the way to the weekend. Where this weekend, I literally had to shut the door, pile up a couple episodes, and just get to it. And yeah, you know, like, and this is where we are. So just to be clear, uh, this is not the twenty sixth on the twenty sixth. I I apologize for that, but doing can't. And shelved episodes and shelf content. It's a part of content creation. Period. You know, um, you know, there's there's unreleased canned episodes for everything. Uh, you know, I I'm sure. You know, like I don't know what the Netflix production pipeline is like, but I think because uh, I was strictly like kind of talking about radio shows and TV shows like network television. I don't know if streaming stockpiles episodes. Uh, everything seems to be an arc, even like the comedies, even like uh, something like The Ranch, uh, you know, the Ashton Kutcher comedy on Netflix, which was like a throwback. And actually, uh, you know, from what I saw of that, I enjoyed it a ton. And, and check that out if you feel like it. Um, or if you feel like doing anything, listen to Dream Warriors and tell your friends about it. But look, everyone, I'm Peter. I'm your host, a.k.a. Pad, your boy. Uh, look, uh, this is somewhat of a free show, free for you, but it costs me time and money and all these other resources. And you can repay the favor. You can support me by going to akapad.com. You can link to my Patreon. You can hit my Etsy. You can actually like purchase products and services. If you're looking for graphic design, web design, logo design, that sort of thing, you can purchase that through my Etsy or you have some sales coming in. Thank you so much, everyone. Uh, and you know the the link. Uh, if you are listening on SoundCloud, there is now a link to my Patreon from this track alone. Uh, it should be it should be labeled "Fund Original Content" or "Fund the Show." I haven't really um, decided on what that link should be, <laughs> like what, what what the actual words for that link should be. Uh, and and you know like why like why do we have to give you any money, Peter? Well, look, that's a solid question. I fully understand. But, uh, you know, I want to bring this show to other levels. I have hopes and dreams and ideas for what this show can be. And so it's almost like the any money is going to go right back into the show. And this is going to be 
uh, building resources to get better guests here, building resources to actually start promoting the show on other venues and avenues, and collaborating with other shows, period, that uh, are somewhat like-minded. So, yeah, uh, it's money's a factor, but the also, the other way to help is if, if you do not want to pay, you can leave comments and repost and interact and become a part of the Dream Warriors community. That is as valuable as money. So you got two wonderful options. But look, uh, we're we're getting the cat people. Uh, <laughs> what what cat per what cat people, Peter? Like you now, there's a isn't there two cat people? Well, if you have seen the thumbnail, you will know from the artwork that we're talking the 1982 version. And you're like, what? Well, 20 years before that, 1942, there was a cat people. Uh, cat people, the Paul Schrader, you know, the guy who get, who wrote Taxi Driver, Raging Bull, and a ton, wrote and directed a ton of other movies. He's the most decorated screenwriter director ever, meaning screenwriter first, director second. Uh, he's the best. And I made uh, an error a few episodes ago where I called and I got mixed up in, in, in my brain, in my gray matter. The lines didn't intersect <laughs> properly, but I got uh, Joe Esterhaz mis- mixed up with uh, Paul Schrader. And Joe Esterhaz also is one of the greatest uh, screenwriters in Hollywood history. He's a guy that brought us Showgirls, um, the, the film he would not want to be known for. But um, I like Showgirls. I don't know why. And it probably is because it's just filled with hot babes. Um, you know, I'm very simple when it comes to that. Speaking of hot babes, cat people. Oh, my God. We are um, we're talking about a serious movie here. We're talking about one of the most unique movies uh, stacked within the 31 Days of Dread. Uh, it's stacked so, <laughs> so well that uh, while I was watching it, uh, I like I was upset. I was upset that this was a movie, okay? Just from the opening credits alone. The opening credits, okay, is a flashback. Uh, we later see, um, you know, like a connection. So there, there's like two flashbacks. It's it's the beginning and the exposition uh, towards the end. So I'll tell you about the, about the, the opening because I love mood. I love uh, opening credits. I love slow crawls. Uh, this probably goes from the first time I, I, it, I retained what that was in filmmaking. And that's when I saw the 89 Batman movie where uh, I, I was a kid. I was watching that in the theater and I was convinced. Uh, I was very much convinced that the the crane work, you know, because we're kind of in the tunnel. Uh, it was going to be the Batcave and the, the opening music and, and the score and the Danny Elfman, uh, probably like his best score ever. Um, you know, like the Danny Elfman music and the cave was going to bring us to the Dark Knight. And it, that didn't happen because it was a gotcha and it was actually the logo of the Dark Knight carved in stone, which makes so much sense when I um, talk about it now. So ever since then, uh, how movies establish themselves, uh, you know, like it's it's almost like the the content is present over the product, and that's why I like uh, when they do corrupted logos, like kind of like the Matrix. Uh, the, those movies begin 
you hit like you hear the music everything's green the 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 logos are green like everything everything fits within the matrix and you know and it's like the fox fanfare being so um intertwined and connected to star wars where it fades into the lucasfilm logo uh i i really it's almost like i wish i do wish that never went away i i, I wish disney made a deal with fox and i guess now we can we can have it again because you know Disney owns Fox. So, but who knows um, portions of that and some of the um, the way that they're breaking up that deal is still in dispute. Uh, they still haven't figured out the the TV content. Uh, the news is separate, but the other stuff is is it seems like a little little bit slow. But they do have to the end of the year, uh, you know, to to get it and get traction because that's when the deal is finalized. But you know. Business talk aside, uh, this movie begins with red, and we're in the desert, and it's uh, we hear the wind blowing, and I didn't realize this at the time, but we, we, we have a David Bowie track coming in. So so now we have David Bowie and Paul Schrader uh, in this movie, and it's a slow drawback, okay, and we're going through the entire credits, and it's just saints and skulls. And then they go. We go into a tree, and there's a panther, and there's a woman, and you know, like kind of somewhat sacrificial. It, it's unclear, and then it jumps into like modern day, and then we have Natasha Kinski, who is looking like a dime piece, uh, incredible. Every single girl in this movie is in so well of shape in 1982, which is uh, ev- evident in the fitness craze catching on home fitness personal fitness going to gyms started to catch on at this time okay a huge thank you for that would be like arnold schwarzenegger like bodybuilding was hitting the lexicon mr universe was on like abc sports and all these other things at this time and we can see it like these girls aren't just uh skinny or like you know like they are they have a shape there is muscle tone so anyway so so we jumped to her and she's kind of getting dropped off in New Orleans and looking for her brother. And she finds her brother. And this entire time, uh, we know her brother is transforming into a panther, killing people. And then uh, the rest of the movie is Natasha Kinski dealing with the reality of who she is and what she is. She has Wolverine syndrome, doesn't remember a thing, doesn't even remember why she's drawn to her brother. And it just essentially builds into a an argument for incest. And I haven't seen a movie that argues incest as well as cat people. Because it is kind of their way of life. It's the only way that they can go on and reproduce and break their own curse. Right. This is, this is true. You have to have incest to break the curse of the cat people. And uh, I think Wikipedia, like, delightfully classify this movie as erotic horror uh when it comes to erotic horror i'm not sure what else i could compare this to um how well it measures up against other erotic horror uh i really didn't want to research other erotic horror to to measure it up because um sometimes uh, you you want to trust yourself and what comes to mind uh, sometimes it's the truth, and sometimes uh, you know if you're well versed and well educated on some subjects, and nothing comes to mind, you kind of know it's maybe an outlier, and the extra effort may not be worth it because then you're 
potentially doing square peg round hole, and 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 I think it pulls away from your argument and your belief and what what um you know like and potentially what the absolute reality is. So yeah, I would not really measure cat people up with anything, but the movie itself uh, deals with elements that. Uh, like I said, the incest element in this movie, uh, it's it's played straight. It's not played horrifically, uh, and it's not played for laughs. Uh, it's straight incest. Now, given these are cursed people and they transform into panthers, and they they you you have two options. Okay, you you bang one of your siblings, you and you stay human. Or you continue to transform into the panther and and eat people, and you can stay to be a panther. And the love story that is intertwined in this, and and the connections of some of the characters, are, you know, like they're they're blatant. They're they're not subtle. They're not very nuanced. Um. <laughs> you know, we're, uh, we we do have um, you know like a, a wonderful like cast here. So let let me go through. We have Nest, Natasha Kinski, Malcolm McDowell, John Hurd, Annette O'Toole, Ruby D, Ed Begley Jr., and Scott Pollan. Now, oh, and Frankie Falson. Frankie Falson, you've seen in like a dozen movies. Uh, Ed Begley Jr. We've seen Ed, Ed Begley Jr. literally gets his arm torn off in this movie and it is bloody. So, aside from the erotic, okay, because Natasha Kinski and John Hurd, they have a a bustling, growing relationship. We have Malcolm McDowell trying to lure his sister into a relationship. But there, but he can't stop killing, and 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 this is where like the movie almost needs like a couple more shots of like exposition, um, you know, because like, you don't know that Natasha Kinski has been transforming and killing people up until now. You really her arrival to New Orleans is not very clear, uh, at least to when I saw it. Now, given I could probably see this movie another two to three times to absorb like all the information. Okay. Uh, because look, there's there's two phases I like to see movies. I like to see movies one time and almost get like the emotional effect, and the second time I'm a little bit more specific and analytic with the the storytelling and how it's weaved. That's uh, very much with me uh, on like Train to Busan. I want to watch that movie again, even though the, my first pass emotionally. I was not even remotely connected and or interested in anything happening. In, in that flick, rightfully so, because it's a it's just a um a, a lazy zombie movie. Oh, by the way, too, John Larroquette is also in this movie. Uh, Mr. Nightcourt. <laughs> like I said, this movie is stacked. There's so many people in this movie, but yeah. So uh, Kinski and John Hurd. John Hurd is you know the guy from Big. You know I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. You know Bob's office is bigger than my office. Okay, he's got like some of the best lines in Big. They have this relationship, and it's like his first love. It's like his first true relationship, and they do all the relationship bits. Okay, and throughout this movie, you know we have like hookers being killed. We have Malcolm McDowell luring in 
like a tourist that's completely topless, you know, at a time. And we have Natasha Kinski in like somewhat weird, eerie dream sequences, completely nude but full bush. Okay, she gets tied up and banged also. Okay, so these are um, these are the tropes. Okay, in erotic horror, they're stacked with good actors. It's a compelling story. It's a mystery. And a lot of it is connected to the flashback in the beginning. Because we're looking for relevance in that. We're, we're, we remember. And, th- and I think that's why it's the the opening crawl, we'll call it, for this movie. Or it's more like a pullback. It lasts so long because with the David Bowie beat, it literally lingers with you throughout the rest of the movie. And that's, that's as effective... Uh, like subconscious filmmaking uh, you know like you can see okay and the only way to to see it is to feel the effect period okay you know I could show it to you and describe it but it's it's not the same so yeah like this movie definitely is like it gets me excited I want to watch it again you should watch it the entire time I'm thinking of uh, why can't cat people cross over with like the wolfman and werewolf and and cat people versus werewolf movie um which i think would be the greatest thing of all time literally the greatest thing of all time and so i'm just trying to like you know there's negatives about this movie but i really didn't focus on classifying and categorizing what the negatives are okay because when when you hear like low exposition and these other things uh, okay, it, like so, a lot of the movie that usually translates to you not again knowing where you are while you're watching the movie, and knowing what to expect, okay, and not realizing or gathering what the stakes are per scene, okay. Uh, that's a little bit what happens with exposition, but I'll tell you though, we do get our like double flashback. We get our second flashback with the explanation of Michael McDowell. And to Natasha Kinski when he's really trying to like again like save both of their lives by banging her, and he again his brother and sister banging here. He he explains everything, okay. And we have the full flashback, and and the flashback is part dream sequence. So this is very BVS here, okay. This is Bruce Wayne having his dream slipstream future like sequence in that which again uh, i always love in that movie and but the entire time malcolm mcdowell's explaining this i'm like oh i've seen this before i've even seen the some of the explanation it's a this is from black panther oh that's right yeah yeah (laughs) potentially you know this scene inspired the purple um flash sideways you know dream sequence in black panther uh, i would love to do like a side-by-side comparison because i think it's 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 worth it i mean you know complete to the tree filled with panthers like complete down to that <laughs> so look you, and, and that's a great thing this is why sometimes you jump into movies because you never know what to f- expect uh, like you never know what you'll find okay and look this movie is Again, a thousand percent watch. It's available on Amazon Prime. Go check it out. Now, this movie I wedged in. The original movie on this lineup was Terrifier on Netflix. Terrifier is out. It's out like a fat kid in dodgeball. I'm sorry. Um, 
And it sucks because I do want to watch that movie for 31 Days of Dread. Uh, hopefully, I'll just be able to get to it and do a straight Dream Warriors episode on it. Maybe sit down and talk to someone about that because it's supposed to be terrifying. Uh, but so what do we have? What do we got coming up? Well, coming up, okay, coming up, we have a very special movie. <laughs> A special movie that's going to frustrate Mark, and it's Train to Busan. Another recommendation by him that I did not enjoy. So, uh, I don't know. I have his and mine taste changed this much since last November? Potentially. I would say that's a huge possibility. And even right now, we have the uh, we have Halloween out. I kind of want to try and catch that this weekend. I want to try and do a video of eating five nightmare sandwiches from burger king during that night so that that would be a full night for me but look everyone subscribe support comment you already know how you can fund this show fund the original content but hey i love you oh got something in my throat i love you rock and roll and let's let's just keep going you know more horror movies fill it up let's go peter Dream Warriors. So I have redeemed myself with this episode because, well, maybe, maybe Amazon Prime suggestions <laughs> helped redeem me. Because we're talking Paul Schaefer. We're talking cat people. This is the 31 Days of Dread episode day 26, a Dream Warriors podcast annual event where we celebrate Halloween and Halloween movies for every single day of the month of October. And this is the 26th and the 26th. Dream Warriors, welcome. Welcome back to the 26th day of dread. October 26th, day 26th. We're talking redemption, aka cat people. If you haven't already read the headline of the episode and seen the thumbnail, yeah, Cat People is a very, very forgotten, obscure, horror erotic. And guess what? It's part of a redemption arc of me. So, oh mine, oh mine. Can I talk? Can we hear that music? Can we hear those scary tunes? Let's just get through the intro and get back to talking about this movie. I'm excited to tell you about it. I have to say, I'm excited to talk about this movie. Dream Warriors, thank you for joining me for the 31 Days of Dread. This is day 26. We're talking cat people and it's redemption. So here we go. 